Welcome to the In Progress podcast here with your host, Garrett Jones, and I'm joined today by my brother, who's one of my best friends, and also my other two best friends, Josiel Gonzalez and Kev Mejia. Uh, My little brother's name is Darnell Jones, and we're just getting into a conversation about how we're born, and we're born into basically being programmed to believe certain beliefs that are beneficial for someone who is not necessarily yourself. So depending on how you're raised and and what kind of um, stimulation you're giving as a kid is going to dictate who you are and what decisions you make in the long run. And we're just talking about how kids these days are being uh, immediately put in front of TVs and tablets and iPads and being exposed to programming that may or may not be as beneficial as you'd like them to be for your growing child. So uh, we started getting into how um, being born in a hospital might not be a better idea. And so Josiel knows a little bit more about that subject, but I 100% agree based on what we've talked about. But Josiel, if you could expand on that. Yeah. Um, thank you for having me, Garrett. Uh, I would probably, first of all, I'm not definitely not an expert on it, obviously, but just from reading about it and listening to other uh, females talk about it, um, just, I mean, think about it. Your child is kind of, if if, if it was born in, in the hospital, um, already through birth is already kind of disconnected, right? You, you have this child, um, They've been in they've been in, in your in the womb for nine ten months they come out first time seeing lights already bright lights are kind of already hitting them um, obviously there's a lot of hospitals already that you know they don't do the, the fluorescent lighting anymore um, in the past they did I'm sure there might be some out there still still might possibly do um, but that lighting already is already it's traumatizing not, yeah right? it's not natural it's not natural already off the rip right um, and then baby is removed um, from the the nurture of the mom, right? In in placed in a room, left alone, isolated, um, isolated for you know an extended period of time. That's already traumatizing. Um, you're not feeling um, your your mo- your mother's hands. You're feeling um, that energy or, exactly. It's it's it must be some confusing energy. So already off the rip, you're kind of already. Um, you know, isolated, taken away from self, um, like young child, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, you know, even as adults, it takes us a long time to be able to consciously feel someone else's energy and, like, know what it is. Like, really feel the vibe of whatever that energy that they're giving off is. And maybe that's because we're disconnected. We don't know how to feel it. We don't know what we're actually experiencing because we're taken away from the source so quickly, like out of the womb, you know what I mean? So we're not feeling any energy around us. We're just feeling like scared and alone from the very jump. It's kind of crazy. It is kind of crazy. Uh, I would definitely say as an adult, you, you there might be a point where you realize that you haven't necessarily spent as much time just by yourself, like going within as, right. you, as you probably should have. Yeah. Um, and you've probably spent a lot of your life 
um, reacting as opposed to responding, right? Facts. Because um, when you respond, you're really um, taking, it's a more all-encompassing approach. You're listening, and you're also trying to comprehend what's being said, um, and you're also trying to come up with your own action to plan on, uh, to come up, uh, to counter that, or to um, express yourself in whatever way. But I realized, like a lot of us, and I mean, at least for me, Growing up, when I I was a lot of times just reacting to the situation, um, and what I mean by that is I had like my instincts were just like if someone asked me a question, I had a, like an instinctual response um, instead of really just taking a step <laughs> back and thinking to myself like, "Hey, is this the is this the right thing? Do I understand what I'm being asked? Um, is this response that I'm about to give is it an automated response? Right. Do I do this every time? Am I present right now? Right? These are things we can <laughs> teach our kids do at know, a young age. Do I know why I'm responding this way? Right. Let me take a step back. Right. Uh, one of my favorite things about uh, like spirituality and different practices like this is uh, the idea of uh, uh, oh, what's the word? I just had it. Uh, reactivity. Emotional reactivity, right? The idea that you can be <laughs> you but also separated from like your emotional self like there there is you and then there's the pile of emotions that you got addicted to that you became right like, and you can just step outside of that um look at it from a third person perspective right. sorry I'm, I'm not sure if i if i jumped in with the right context no yeah no that's perfect yeah absolutely because you can teach yourself how to be in that state of mind like observing rather than uh, being a slave to your emotions and but it starts when we're kids but we're constantly put in these situations and we don't know how to handle them because as kids the only thing in front of us is TV then a commercial then a TV then a commercial and then <coughs> another TV show and then another commercial and we're, we're consumed in this television programming to the point where we don't have to think our attention span is really short because they make every scene really short. And we don't learn how to sit in silence because there's always some music or some, you know, whatever it is coming out of our TVs and our tablets that we're giving our kids. So it doesn't provide us with the opportunity to teach our kids how to be still, how to take deep breaths, how to meditate, how to make better life decisions. And then we have mass shootings and stuff like that because these kids don't know how to handle the depression that they're getting from social media. And I think it all starts with the programming from when we're kids. It's just so accessible these yeah. days. Yeah, I think it's it's all parts in psychology listed in like uh, <clears throat> nature versus nurture. Your your environment dictates your behavior, but also like the things that you take in, things that you decide to. Uh, conduct yourself to do right so like if, if a kid in the projects is you know bullied his entire life and only has his phone for any real interactions it's almost definite that he's going to be somebody who's an aggressive antisocial person because those are the things he knows but you know he knows how to defend himself right but it's it's also a question of like are you just so comfortable in that position Right. Like, right. We get addicted to those emotions. I mean, that's all you know, right? Like, that's all you know. Like, whenever you don't see that other point of view from it, like, whenever you're stuck in that mindset of, like, damn, this is my life, like, this is all it is to it, mm -hmm. it's hard. 
how do you see anything else? Right. You can't. You can't. It's all you know. That's why it's important to have role models. Because when all you know is to be open-minded, to make good decisions, to save your money, to, you know, read books, keep self-educating yourself, and and if all you know is to take control of your own life, then what is the outcome? <laughs> you know, that's why it's, like, so important for us as anyone who's aware of this information is to teach as many people as we can, but especially it's important for us to reach the youth. Huge responsibility. Yeah, you're a teacher, right, Kev? Yeah. You teach what what um subject? I teach Spanish. Okay. How's that been? How well, do you? <clears throat> so dealing with like ninth graders is tough. Like especially with the pandemic going on. Yeah. Like there's a lot. There's a lot of. A lot of needs that yeah. aren't being met. Yeah. Both but, like within the students, like in the school and then in their households. Yeah, I mean, it's gotta be tough. I know that all the parents that I've trained and been talking to have, you know, it's, and even, not even just in parent to, you know, daughter son relationship, it's any relationship that is right now confined in, in a very small place, it affects how, how everyone in the situation is going to react and just the shift going from being able to be social and see your friends all day and like kind of get up move around have lunch have gym and that whole routine is just pulled from under you that's got to be a shock to the system and you have you're isolated now it's kind of crazy when you don't know how to deal with that stuff like you don't know how to take a step back Right. You don't know to be like, damn, why am I feeling this way? Right. With this particular thing, whatever this moment is. And no one there to help you. Your right. teachers aren't actually there. They're they're there as much as they can be virtually. And that's right. not even close to what in person is yeah. is like for in terms of mentoring these kids. You gotta teach them new. It's harder to change as an adult because like if I'm twenty seven years old, that's twenty seven years. Yeah. Like just being stuck. It's not gonna happen right? in a year. But if you if you raise your child right since birth and like you're teaching them the right things when they're two, three, four years old, five years old, you're not ODing it with the programs, the tablets, the iPads, yeah, like all that. You're actually like breathing life into your kid, you're teaching life to your son, your daughter. Right. right. Yeah, and they, they become just as well-rounded or misshapen as you. Yeah, yeah. just as well-rounded or misshapen as the parents. That's legit. Yeah. So, like, I and I and not to talk about my brother, but one of our brothers has a kid, and he has anxiety, right? We'll, we'll call him Swim for now, someone who's not me. <laughs> right? um, the way that his anxiety reflects is as anger. Right? And the, the result of that on the child is fear. Right? And that fear turns into anxiety, which turns into anger. Right? 
the fear of the child doing something dangerous becomes the fear in the child of the father being <laughs> upset. Yeah, and that's like turns, it's contagious, and that turns into anger, and then that negative feedback loop is just yeah. exactly that relationship between a father and a son. Right. You know. So like, what's the way to break that? To not fear in that moment where you're getting angry. Take a second to see that it's not so scary. Take a second to say that it's forgivable, whatever it is, because it's been done before. You know, like whatever you're freaking out about, like it's really not worth it with that end. Like, yeah. You go in a book and see somebody else's exact reaction and say, oh, that was stupid. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just being aware of it. Well, so it's just, it's programming, knowing that. Right. Your negative reaction will always yield the negative. Exactly, a lot of attraction. <laughs> and it starts at birth to like bring it back to what Jolio was saying. Like, if I'm if I'm a baby and I've been in the womb for nine ten months, all of a sudden like that's like yanked out of me. Right. Like, I'm taken from like my nurture, the woman that brought me into like this world, and I'm put in a room, like a separate room, mad lights, like. There's no one there to tell the baby, like, yo, right. everything's gonna be okay. Right. Same thing, like, no. Kind of crazy. But at the same time, like, some of this, these things that we're being programmed by are, can actually be really helpful. You can use that concept to then program your kids to be in a better position in life. Like, YouTube, you can throw on, like, whatever money affirmations right. just like visualizing let's say your kid wants to be a basketball player just as an example throw on all the youtube tapes on the best basketball players ever to do it and have your little kid study that like <clears throat> there's ways that we can like program ourselves and it's the same way that we're being programmed already we just have to use it to our advantage i totally agree right. <laughs> totally agree uh, i think i would say like it comes down to like being the awareness behind those thoughts, right? So like if um, if I am unhappy, right? Don't say I'm unhappy. Just say I'm experiencing unhappiness right, right, right. <laughs> because not I'm not, it's not who I am. I'm not embodying that unhappiness. I, I'm just in that particular moment in time, I'm experiencing unhappiness. And that is totally valid and totally fair and we should teach our kids that it is okay as long as because having the awareness of it um now i'm able to well i'm less likely to project that onto somebody else um another yeah and react another thing i'm vocalizing it i'm communicating it to you so now you understand like okay jose is experiencing Mm -hmm. unhappiness Mm -hmm. so let me chill a little bit you know what i'm saying like it just it's very healthy way to communicate um, between two people, uh, one with myself, because now I'm being honest with me mm-hmm. and I'm also processing things differently because now I'm understanding it's a different perspective because now I'm telling myself, OK, in this moment, I am experiencing unhappiness or I'm experiencing anger um, so that now I'm, I'm I'm more even more likely to think out my next step, my next thought, because now I understand that I'm in a different state than I was whenever you know 10 seconds ago or a minute ago whatever the case may be but just being the awareness uh, behind the thoughts that you're experiencing are going to help you uh one process and two respond in whatever situation that you're in um and it's just really really healthy because Mm -hmm. a lot of people 
what they end up doing is they don't know how to control that that reflex and and then they get to a point where they start to internalize absolutely everything Mm -hmm. right so now they're just like just one big ball of emotions that they just have not let go and then like one thing can just ah they just unleash like ah they don't know what to believe because it's none of it's making sense or feeling good like you know what I mean? They yeah. don't know what to believe about themselves. They don't know who they are at all. Um, they weren't project. They weren't healthily like uh, releasing things. Right. So so they were just internalizing a lot, a lot of things, and they never hit like I guess like square one or like ground mm-hmm. zero. I guess I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure how to say it, but we just have to be able to teach um, the young community or the youth or even adults as well um, to have that awareness because if you're raising a child, you, you then you will understand like, hey, I'm not, I'm experiencing anger right now. Let me not take it out on my loved one who has literally absolutely nothing to do with what happened at work today. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like nothing at all, at all, at all. Um, crazy. Yeah, and that's how that that loop that D was talking about. That's what that's what happens with your parents and the child. It has to start with the adults, man. It really does because the kids I, don't know better. They don't know better. Yeah, they just learn from us. They copy exactly what we do. And it, it is just programming, like we were talking about the other day. It's like we're programmed by the people who programmed us, who programmed them, exactly, etc. And that's just what we're doing. We're making our imprint on them and if they they take us so like i i as the youngest of so many siblings got to see how not to be in a lot of different ways yeah i did that (laughs) and so like that that's that comes as the benefit but i also had this inferiority as the youngest because everyone was bigger than me you know so like these people that i look up to and see the flaws and i just have to lay low and not say anything and just (laughs) figure out how to survive in this jungle it taught me how to be diverse you know um i forget what i was tying this back to but that was that was my programming Mm -hmm. it laid through in so many different ways that the reflections that you each had of our parents your programming programmed me right so like yeah, we are programming each other. <laughs> right, right. So, like, if you have two kids, they're programming each other, too. Right. As they're being programmed, they program each other. So what are you broadcasting is the question. Like, what is your program right. to the world? What, like, is what, are you, what message are you trying to give out? What information do you want people to know and have? It has to be intentional. And once it is intentional, and you actually got everyone doing that, like, you don't need anyone anymore. It's kind of crazy. You don't need, you don't need anyone. You're just literally happy on your own. Right. Like no offense to anybody. Like, right. I'm just, I'm good. Right. Don't need anything. Facts. Because you have everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you won't be reliant on anything. It'll help so many things. You know, um, even just relationships in general i mean if you look at the divorce rates you know i mean i'm on a tangent but like no, it, it's all, you know what i'm saying it's, all like, it, it's a lot of people don't necessarily have good relationships not just with others but with themselves because at the end of the day that's what's going to create good relationships with others is mm-hmm. if we all make it a, a decision to have better relationships with ourselves right it because it really does i can only love you to the extent that i love myself <laughs> so it's insane. that simple <laughs> if i love myself a lot then therefore i have a a, a greater capacity um to love somebody else yeah and it's, it's, that's it's, what <laughs> unconditional love is 
if you love yourself unconditionally, the only thing that you can do to prove that is love everyone else unconditionally. That's the only thing that you can do because what, however you treat people is going to reflect back on you. And to have something negative reflect on you would be not unconditional love for yourself, but looking out for yourself. So the only message that you're going to project at that point is love and peace and, and just positive vibes. Because that's all you want to receive back from the law of attraction. Whatever you put out, you get right back. So if you love yourself, you'll love everything. It's facts. We're all connected in that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess I don't know what the solution for that would be to help. Um, well, I do know what the solution would be to be help. Example, right? to, exactly. You just, we just have to be it. And then we have to be it for our children so we can show them. Because when each of us does that, that's the only way that we can spread the light. It's like a, a flame, like we're lit on a match and we're just lighting everyone else's matches and it never runs out. Yeah. That's legit what it has to be like. It has to start with us. That's like this most simple solution, but it's, I don't know why it's so hard. <laughs> It's it's it's. I think it's human nature to to deflect, um, you know, blame, mm-hmm. and to pin, to point fingers at other people, mm-hmm. um, because it makes your ego feel a lot better, mm-hmm. right? Because right. now it's like uh, it's not my problem. I'm doing I'm doing X Y Z. I don't know why A B C keeps happening, but like, you really gotta um, understand that. I mean, once once you remove ego from from your your perspective or just your way of seeing things, you understand that you're. If we really want to create change, we 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 have to be the change. That's for sure. Um, and then two, we have to see other people um, eye to eye. So meaning like just because somebody's going through some particular uh, moment in life or stage in life, uh, we, we, we still have to see them eye to eye. They're, we're, they're still us, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. And I think a lot of us are like, oh, well, this person keeps doing that. This person keeps doing that. that separation. Exactly. And it's like, well, okay, well, that person's still you. Like, we're still all connected, you know right. what I'm saying? So, sure, like, it might make you feel better in that moment to, to say this this happened or this happened but like at the end of the day the issues that are currently here um, that we all need to work through we manifested these issues you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and if and if anyone wants to deflect blame on that then they're not going to help they're not going to be a part of the solution you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying mm-hmm. they're not going to be a part of it because mm-hmm. they're just going to be that person and you know i always say like that person who's always just like i don't know it wasn't me type shit like, I, ah that right. energy is just like right. ah, i get where you're coming from but like bruh like it doesn't really help solve the problem right. at all exactly. like i get it it wasn't you but like it doesn't right. yeah. exactly <laughs> it's, it's, and every event affects all of us so if we're not looking at a problem and we're trying to say ah oh, it's not my problem. Like, it's actually, yeah, it is your problem because every little thing affects every other person because we're so connected. Yeah. Anything that could happen to somebody else could happen. 
Right. So we have to take action and do as much as we can to help and think outside of ourselves to help a bigger cause, which is all of humanity. (laughs) That's the bigger cause in the universe. It's even bigger than humans. It's the universe. Right. Balance. Right. And, And before we see any sort of change on the physical dimension, like on like the changes changes around us it's gonna start individually right like yeah. before you see collective change it has to, to start individually no matter what at the end of the day no matter what it has, um, to. It has to so i mean it starts with i think people like understand that because that's why there's um new year's part uh new year's resolutions and that people hardly ever stick to but they know that they should have something that they need to be working towards to improve themselves. So the solution to that would be just teach people how to succeed instead of teaching people or setting people up for failure with, you know, large goals that are going to be too difficult to obtain. Like there's a solution to how our behavior actually works. And if we teach people that that actual equation, the solution to like manipulating your life to make you sustain good habits which create your life there people should be taught that equation so they can then manipulate their own life and have the awareness of what will work for them and what will not that equation comes from this guy dr bj fogg from stanford he's a stanford computer scientist and he calculated a formula for behavior and he wrote a whole book about it and it goes behavior equals motivation plus ability plus a prompt and it's literally that simple it's four letters and behavior equals motivation plus ability plus a prompt means that if you have enough you need a certain amount of motivation and a certain amount of ability to do anything and the prompt is always involved in you starting that habit whatever it may be so if you manipulate the motivation, that's really difficult to do because motivation is unreliable. It comes and it goes whenever it wants. You're not always going to have it, so your habit won't be consistent if you rely on that motivation like New Year's. So you have to manipulate the other two variables of the equation, the A and the P, which is ability and prompt. So you can make something easier for yourself to do All you have to do is make it so easy that you don't need any motivation to actually do it because the the relationship is inversely proportional. So the more motivation you need, the easier the thing has to be for you to actually do the, um, the task or the habit. So if you have a lot of motivation, you can do something that's pretty hard. If you have only a little bit of motivation, that thing needs, the ability needs to be easy enough for you to actually do it if you have no motivation. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting lost. So, so I'm about to tie it together. Okay. All right, I'm sorry. So this is how you tell people how to succeed instead of fail. Because if you do something that's too hard and you don't have enough motivation, you're set up to fail. That's just how the equation goes. So if we teach people how to do things and make it really easy for them to do it for themselves, 
and just do it consistently enough for it to become easier and easier and easier. And then it grows into a larger habit. And then you're, you're set up for success in whatever habit that you want to create for yourself in order for you to change yourself to become the person that you want to teach your kids to be. But since we don't have that equation, or a lot of people don't know that equation and don't know how to map out their habits, it's setting us up for failure which is then teaching our kids how to be more like us. So you see what I'm saying? Does that make sense? And, and it does. Like, it all does make sense. But I'm, I'm thinking about the equation itself. Can you, can you give me the variables again? Yeah, so it's B equals M-A-P. E. Behavior equals motivation plus ability plus a prompt. So the prompt would be, let's say you got a phone call, the phone vibrating, that's your prompt. That's your cue to pick up the phone and answer it. So we have prompts in our life all around us. So you would take that ability, make it really easy. So you would say, okay, today I'm going to go work out, but I'm going to make this habit as small as physically possible. And I'm just going to do one squat when I step out of bed. And then that's going to grow into a larger habit of eventually going to the gym. Maybe you start by doing one and then it grows into two or three squats and then five and then you're doing 10 squats and then soon you're doing a whole workout right out of bed if that's where you want that habit to be but it's not going to work unless you have a prompt to go with the ability so the prompt for that would be as soon as I wake up that's your prompt it's something that you're going to do no matter what and as soon, or as soon as I put my feet on the ground, I'm going to do one squat. You have to put your feet on the ground to get out of bed. So that's your prompt. And every time you think about putting your feet on the ground out of bed, you do the habit. And it becomes a, it becomes a habit. You don't have to think about it. You're just used to doing it. And your life becomes a little bit more automatic. And that's literally what our lives run on auto, uh, uh, autonomy. Like 95% of what we do every day is a habit. It's subconscious. So if we can pre-program our brains to be automatic in a way that is favorable for what we actually want in life, it'll seem like everything's easy because we're doing it automatically, subconsciously, not even thinking about it. Right. So the creating Exactly. And it's just happening by itself. So you... Meditate on it, you experiencing your head, you think about it and thinking about it and think about it until you're literally wiring in that neural pattern so it's working on its own. You don't even have to try. Running in the background, leaving your mind to just experience what's going on right here and right now. And then you're on autopilot pretty much. And things are just happening so easy for you. And you're just like, wow, all I did was reprogram my brain. And I didn't allow things that I didn't want in my brain to actually affect the way I operate in life. You know, like I'm not going to sit there and watch. Uh, well, I'm not going to just waste my time and watch TV all day when I know I want to play the piano, meditate, work out and do things that I know are going to make my mind healthier. So that's a decision that I was able to make once I started reprogramming my brain. So it starts to build momentum in that way. And you start to just do things and everything's easy for you. Everything you want just ends up happening because it's automatic. 
And that's where we need to start is with the tiny, small habits so it can grow into something bigger like that. So then we can then help our kids be who we want them to be. That will be more beneficial for everyone. Yeah, I would say um, instead of a New Year's resolution, I would do like a new day resolution. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's what it would eventually build to right? <clears throat> if you go by uh, G structure, you know what I'm saying? Right. But I, I would do a new a new day resolution right. because um, if you actually really care about that goal, that's actually your best, most efficient approach that you're going to go about it. That if you really want to go about it that way, because then I would view it. OK, there's 365 days in a year, 366 days. It was 2020. But. I have a new day. I have a new goal every single day. Now I'm exponentially getting better. You know what I'm saying? Right. Every single day I'm building on it. I'm building on it. I'm building on it. I'm building on it. Um, it makes accountability so much easier. Mm -hmm. um, it makes routine so much easier. Um, it makes like everything will just flow a little bit easier. Um, and also, like, again, if, if it's something that you really want, then you have to kind of embody, like you have to really enjoy the process, love the process, and also embody um, whatever aspect you 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 need um, in order to obtain whatever it is you're trying to obtain. Um, you kind of have to, you know, really dive deep into why it is that you want it, and then understand that the more you put into it, the more you're gonna get out of it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like because. Yeah. That's really what, at the end of the day, um, we got to teach people that. Yeah. You know, it starts with awareness. And yeah, I'm gonna, that's what this I'm is. Gonna... I feel like that's our job as humans is to just speak our truth and show other people how to be more aware. And that's just through living our own lives. Right. I mean, as also, best as we can. like, so I think it's really interesting because, like, the natural state of man isn't peace. You know what I mean? It's chaos and it's wild and mean. I, I forget whose words it was. It's it's not it's not livable conditions for a civilized society. <laughs> but we're doing what's against nature naturally. It's just because it's self-preservation. Mm. But to think about the fact that our enlightenment is just a part of our deal to be civilized beings says that us living like this makes it inevitable that we would get to the point where we can just self-regulate like that. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, we, we want to live, right? Like, let's let's all fucking play it cool, you know? Mm -hmm. Let's, okay, let's let's elevate our minds a little bit. Let's, okay, we got to get off this planet someday. The mm -hmm. sun's going to explode. Let's learn how to star hop. Right. Like, everything is just based out of, like, all right, we don't want to kill each other. So let's do what it takes to survive. Right. Because nobody really wants to die. Right. And like everything is just this like running fear from that. And it, it propels us. Survival. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's so true. It's just like our, our fear of death makes us want to. It's so funny. I, I just think about that. Become enlightened. <laughs> Become beyond our bodies. Right. Experience more. Become eternal, which is what we actually are. Exactly. Like you can run so far that death can't catch you. So just getting back to oneness, really. Well, um, that was a pretty good conversation. 
I hope you guys could take something from this and please reach out to me on Instagram or if you're a personal friend, just text me. My Instagram is G-A-R-R-E-T-T dot J-J-O-N-E-S. You can find Darnell on there. Uh, what's your Instagram? Uh, shit. I'm trying to think of it. I can't even think off the top of my head. I think it's just uh, D-A-R-N-L-L Jones underscore, I think. Yeah. All right. I know you're better than me. I don't know. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. And then we got Kev on there. What's your that? Uh, I think it's like KJM21. Okay. There might be an underscore after the K. And then Josie L's on there. At um, Josie L Gons, J O S I E L G O N Z 444. So you can find us on social media or just reach out to us. But thank you for listening. And I'll be back with another episode next week. All right, happy holidays.